You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast. Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus, I'm your host. I'm joined by my sidekick, my good friend, uh, Gunnar Hilsey, Trevor. Uh, and uh, we're continuing our season throughout the summer of Arsenal community contributors. Last week was Ruth uh, Beck, and this week we got another artist coming on, and it's Charlie Shanks. Charlie, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, Good how are you Charlie. doing? Charlie, we're proud to say that now. While we sing the song, we'll win the game. Sorry, Charlie, I had to get it in. What, what, what an introduction! What an introduction! Thank you both. How are you doing? Good, mate. Good, mate. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Just just finished work, got myself a, a nice uh, gold watch, as they're saying in uh, in, in Cockney rhyme. Uh, got myself a nice go. scotch, and I'm ready to settle down and have a chat about uh, what you do and and your links to to North and East London and your links to Arsenal and and and, and like you know just your, what you do and how you've commute, uh, contributed to the community in in various different ways and and uh, uh, ways and means. Uh, Trev, we done one of these last week with Ruth. Um, I third, I watched it back, and without sounding a bit, uh, you know, blowing smoke up our own backsides, I thought it came across as really nice and a really interesting chat. What did you, yeah. what did you get out of it last week? It was just, it was just amazing. It was great listening to to Ruth, Charlie. You have got a lot to live up to, son. I'm sorry. Well, I'm no, sure you'll be alright, mate. No, no, no. Um, I've seen Ruth's work. Just, I watched the pod one. Good stuff. Just before we just before we move on, I've had a few beers tonight and I'm still on it. I'm on the chain. Um <laughs> so anything could happen. But I'm I'm gonna say no more than this, right? Other than my great friend, my great friend, right, here is the most placid, friendly, generous, nicest person I've ever met. And he is a proper friend, he's not a Facebook friend, he's my proper friend. Some people will realise what I'm saying that. Some people don't. It doesn't matter, guys. Let's just enjoy Charlie now. Let's leave that behind and let's enjoy Charlie and his artwork. So, Charlie, you you make us both feel extremely old. Obviously, Trev's 70, 80. Year, he looks good for 80 odd, but like you know, I'm I'm yeah, I'm in my I'm in my early fifties. Um, my my eldest daughter, I think, is slightly older than you. You're twenty seven. Yeah. Uh, you're Hackney born and bred. So talk to us about Hackney born and bred and, and your links to Islington then. So yeah, like I say, Hackney born and bred, born there, lived there for 24 years until I had my little girl. And we moved out to Brentwood, which is where I am now. And the Islington links, I suppose, come through school. I went to a school in Islington, Old Street, and then I also did my sixth form studies. And, and part of the sixth form studies, I had to go to Highbury Grove, uh, once a week to do my uh, my art studies, Your art which studies. I suppose ties in nice with Arsenal and 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 art. And and Trev won't be aware of this because we had a quick ch- chat yesterday because there was connection problems that we when we done the test uh, a couple of days ago. But you talked to me about. Um, uh, in particular, your art teacher being a Scottish uh, art teacher and how uh, down to earth and genuine he was, and, and that made you connect and, and and get better at what you did. Yeah, hundred percent. He he was a Glaswegian, so not 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 everybody. He was a tough Glaswegian. He not everybody took to his style of teaching. I suppose you had to be sort of tough skin because he would tell you exactly 
what he thought of your work, be it good, be it bad. And and it's funny, I should have sent you the, the a drawing. I remember the first time I met him, he said to everybody, right, get a book. Hello, Ruth. Get a book, pick a pick an image, draw it, and then paint it. Yeah. And what I didn't tell you yesterday, and maybe other people don't know, is I can't really see anything out of my left eye. Yeah. Oh. So painting and blending colours is quite difficult. Hence why if you if you look at my artwork now, you'll see a lot of heavy blocks of colour. Yeah. So anyway, so I picked a book, I picked a man's face, and uh, I drew it out in pencil, and it came to the stage where now it had finished. And it was, a, it was quite a good drawing, to be fair. Yeah? And, and I thought, right, now I've got to paint it. But I was scared, and I was, I was kind of scared of him. Yeah? So what I started doing was I started going over my pencil lines to avoid, to delay basically painting it. And I, every now and then I could feel him walking sort of past me and having a little look. And all of a sudden he sort of went, Chuck, because he called me Chuck. Chuck, you know you've got to start painting that eventually. And I thought, all oh, right, well, he's twigged. So then I started painting it. And honest to God, it's the most awful painting I think you'll probably ever see of a person in your whole life. And, and he turned around to me and he said, you should have just stuck with the pencil, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. But Fergus, Fergus, that is straight away. Charlie's got me like got me hanging on, and I'm listening and generated a question already because I, I can see Ruth's in the comments, so Ruth's watching and listening. But you see, where you, Charlie, you said you had an art teacher that you got on with, he encouraged you, he liked your style, you liked what he did. Mm. Ruth said the opposite. Ruth struggled because her art teacher at school didn't really like the same or didn't do the same style that she did and she couldn't get into the art that he wanted her to get into. Mm. Um, so it's really interesting what a difference a, a, a teacher, not a good or bad teacher, but a no. teacher that's on the same wavelength that likes what you do can make, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I mean, I was saying to Fergus yesterday, art is subjective, isn't it? Yeah, some people might like my art, some people might. Some people might like Ruth's art, some people might not. So it's all subjective. So... When, when we was doing the A-levels with him, everyone sort of thinks, because you do art in A-level, they think it's kind of an easy subject, which, you know, it, on paper it is. You sit there, you paint, you draw, you, you do whatever. You do textiles, blah, blah, blah. And um, when I left A-levels, I think I, I got a B. So I, did, I didn't get great grades, really. And um, because it was so intense and you have to produce such a volume of work in such a short space of time, I, I didn't want to. I didn't really want to do art anymore. I, I, I won't say I hated it, but I had. There was a long time after that course where I didn't pick up a pencil, a paintbrush, or any anything. And then it wasn't until three, four, five months later, I sort of sat there and you just think, I miss it. I want to draw again. It's like a bug. So you might have little down periods. I mean, I can't remember the last time I've actually done... I, I don't know where my last Arsenal drawing was. I think it was the Charlie George one near to the anniversary, which would have been like early May, so a good month. And you do, sometimes you have little lulls and then you go back to it. Let's let's so, talk about your, fir sorry, first, Arsenal, go on, go on, your first Arsenal one. Was this one, you were still at school, FA Cup winners, 2005, mm. Super uh, Patrick Vieira, PV4. Yeah. Talk to us about this. Like the, the detailing isn't the same as your detailing now. Yeah. You're obviously 
still learning stuff. Talk, talk, to, yeah. talk to us through this. So I would have been about 11 when I did that. But, I mean, when you said it's the, it's the first one that I was sort of proud of type thing in, in okay. terms of an Arsenal picture. But what I used to do in primary school, and I remember doing it, I, I hate maths. Maths is my worst subject in the world. Cannot stand it. And uh, I remember you, I used to sit there and, you know, your little textbook. And in the margin of the textbook, I used to just draw Robert Pires from memory. And it, it weren't great. It was just the thing. I, so all my maths books, if I look back now, they're not full of sums. They're full of little doodles of, of, of Robert Pires. <laughs> A, because I love Robert Pires. And, and, and B, because, because he had the goatee and the long hair. Not easy to draw, but it, it was an easy Distinctive, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that was probably like my first time drawing Arsenal stuff. And then, yeah, that one, I mean, my two favourite players of all time are, are, are Vieira and, and Burkamp. And, I mean, I guess that just is whatever age you are, I suppose you kind of gravitate towards the players that yeah. when you was about 10 years old. I, I, I assume that's the same for most people. Um, exactly. So, yeah, you won the cup, he scored the goal. I sat down for four or five hours on my mum's kitchen table with a pencil drawing away and, yeah, produced that one, which I was I was quite pleased with, to be fair, at 11. Trev? So, Charlie, I mean, I mean I, your Etsy shop, your Etsy doesn't, um, doesn't do you justice. Um, so, Fergus – actually, Fergus pointed me towards your Instagram – because I thought I'm going to go to his Etsy shop, and this is where I'll find most of it. But I went to your I went to your Instagram, and and it, it knocked me back, mate. It's such a cross section of all different things: mm. Arsenal, famous people, not so famous people, you name it. You've sort of drawn it, you know. Yeah. So, so how do you decide what you're going to do next? You just see something and think, "I'm going to draw that." Well, do you know what that I always say, and it, without sounding like big headed, but sometimes that can be the hardest part of the process. You sit there and you think, what do I draw? And there's millions of different things you can draw. But sometimes you just have a, like a bit of a block and you think, I don't know. So it can be so like, I don't know, uh, like I said, with the Charlie George one, it was the 51st anniversary the other day. So it made sense. And I'd never drawn that picture of him laying down on the ground before, which is probably the most iconic one from that era. And I thought, right, well, what, what can I do to mark that anniversary? And that pops in your head. I mean, I've done a Whitney Houston one the other day. And, I mean, I, I, I like I like Whitney, but I'm not her biggest fan. But I just so happened to watch a documentary a couple of days beforehand. And I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, I haven't done one of her. I, I should get the pens out, find an image and, 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 and crack on. So I suppose that's sort of what's happening at the time, I guess. Um, listen, this obviously clearly an Arsenal podcast, and we're talking about Arsenal as well as um, what you do within the community as well. Uh, why Arsenal? Why Arsenal? That's the fun. The other thing I didn't tell you, folks, was actually my dad's a Chelsea fan. So oh, where where most people are you can divorce them nowadays, you know that. Yeah, well, there's a story that he won't agree to. So, so and I would admit that you know until I was about, I think I was about four. He bought me all the Chelsea kits, yeah? So you could say that I was a Chelsea fan up until age four. So Fergus cut him off. Fergus, I'm off. And this is what happened. He will say it didn't. But we was playing, well, Chelsea were playing Arsenal in a cup game 
And I remember the telly was on top of the fridge in the kitchen. And I think we was beating him 3-1. And my dad made a throwaway comment to say, oh, I might as well support Arsenal. And and me being 4-5, whatever I was, I took it literally. Yeah? So I thought, well, if he's going to go and support Arsenal, so will I. And and I just stuck with it. And he swears blind he never said it, but he did. That, that very game... Get- that very game was the first time I got very drunk watching football. I went to the White White Hart on uh, Stoke Newton High Road with a Chelsea fan who uh, uh, was a neighbour uh, when we lived in Hackney and then we went over towards uh, Green Lanes. And uh, yeah, I had about 10 pints and I couldn't at that day. I was, I was younger then and not as trained as I am now. And 10 mm-hmm. pints was like, Jesus, that's like a week's worth of beer for me. And it, it, it just done me. Andy Fink's in the chat. Uh, Andy Fink was uh, fortunate enough to win the one of these uh, on this very podcast, the Saka one, when we had to name uh, various number sevens. I think it was, um, uh, it was f- uh, name all the number sevens in, in there. Um, go on, uh, Trev, name the number sevens. No, I'm just looking at Georgie Armstrong. That'll do for me. All the others are, are after that. Yeah, oh, no. like, uh, that's my 10-year-old hero, Charlie. Like you just said, you know, yeah. Charlie George, George Armstrong, Frank McClintock. Mm-hmm. They're my uh, they're my number seven heroes. They're, they're my heroes. So I just looked. I, I love... You've actually got... For someone that never saw him play and you've gone for pictures, you've actually nailed Armstrong there. You've nailed Armstrong running with a the ball there. He was a little man and he had a fun, not a funny way of running, but a different way of running. And you've you've about nailed that, mate, in fairness. You really have. Well, I suppose that goes back to one of my favourite, favourite, favourite accounts on Twitter, which is Jill Armstrong. Yeah. So mm. like you, one of my uncles is Arsenal and, and his hero was Geordie Armstrong. And, and, and a few years back when I saw that Jill was on Twitter and what a brilliant account. Yeah. And yeah. and in my opinion, there should be more, more accounts like Jill's that remember uh, old players, constantly remembering the old players. Yeah. She just, you, all right, so I'm 27. Like I said, I've never seen him play. But because you see it all the time, I feel connected to, to, to Geordie yeah. in a way, I suppose. Yeah. She has some wonderful stories to tell Jill. I've never met Jill. We speak a lot on social media. Yeah. Well, I've never met Jill, but she has some wonderful stories to tell about growing up around Ivory, around the old stadium as kids, you know, with her dad. And I could listen to her all day. And you're right, Charlie. I wish there were more accounts like it. Yeah. I wish there were more accounts like it. Charlie, a- first, I, won't, I won't back. Sorry, Charlie. I'm sorry, Charlie. I, I was going to change it. You go on, Charlie. What was you going to say, mate? I, mean, I was just going to say, we've got such a vast history. So many great players of the past. And like, I met Charlie George not long ago. Well, I say not long ago, a couple of years back. And he was in a club shop. And I mean, right, so I like history. Not everybody likes history, but two things I love is history and Arsenal, yeah? So they kind of intertwine. Um, and, and I see him in the distance, Charlie George. And I thought, wow, that's Charlie George. I couldn't believe it. He was only standing there, yeah? And, and, but, but then I sort of thought nobody was around him. You know, nobody was going up to him asking for autographs, and and I thought, what? Yeah, I was. I couldn't believe it. And 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 I suppose maybe me, even me thinking about my own band of mates from school or whatever, who are Arsenal fans. If I said to them like, Do you know, Charlie George's, they might they might know who he is, but they might not be able to pick him out in a in in a photograph or anything. And 
he's, and I would love he, for it to be more celebrated, I suppose, our history. He's an amazing man, Charlie. If you get a chance, go on the Legends Tour with Charlie George. He's brilliant. Have yeah. you? Oh, well, you'll know then, mate. You'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But strangely enough, Charlie's often around the shop because he does a legend tour and he's That's seen it. in the shop. And last time I was in London, he was just walking out of the shop and uh, I just said, Oi, Charlie, don't you disappear without me let, letting me have a picture with you, son. And That's he it. looked at me, had a laugh, come over, had a cuddle, and, and we had a picture taken. You know, he's lovely. that kind of man, Charlie. He's, he's a lovely, lovely man, as are most of those old players, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They, were, they, were, they were a lot more connected with the football club because, you know, they when they when they went into the stadium at Ivory, they had to go through the, the entrance doors, the marble hall. Everyone was there. Everyone saw them. When they were training, you could see them coming out. They drunk in the local pubs. Mm. Whereas nowadays, these modern players, and I'm not saying it's wrong, I suppose it's the modern world we live in, they're detached from the fans, aren't they? they you don't see them. They drive under the car park. They don't drink locally in the pubs or they don't drink at all. So mm. it is different. Mm. Right, I bet. I better let Fergus in now because he'll moan at me, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, um, you go to games. Obviously, you got three year old now, so uh, it's harder to get the games. But what was your first uh, first game that you you remember going to? My first, so my, my first ever game was a, was a preseason friendly against Leighton Orient, which was way 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 back in maybe I don't know ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. And I actually saw David Platt outside the ground, and he signed my my program, which was nice. Not that I actually probably didn't know who he was at the time, to be honest. My dad spotted him. But my first game over Highbury, it was a Carling Cup game against Sunderland. And uh, we were 2-0 up at half-time and we got beat 3-2. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I will never, ever forget. And it, it's quite sad, really, that we're not there anymore. I loved Highbury. But, you know, as you walked through the, the you know, like where the steps were to your seats, and then it just opened up. It was like an, almost like a TARDIS. You thought, like you're walking through this skinny little doorway almost, and then it just, and I sort of remember standing there as a kid and you could smell the grass and you see the away yeah. fans over there in the clock end and, and it's the ground starting to fill up and boys are training on the pitch. And yeah, I, I, never, I, I never ever as many will know who watch this podcast, I was a late comer to football. Uh, I didn't move into North London, well, North London until the late 90s, uh, sorry, early 90s. And um, uh, my first uh, trip to the North Bank, I had been to Arsenal a few times beforehand, but the first trip to the North Bank was walking out onto the North Bank. And as you say, you come out that little aperture and you just see this green bays, the hit of the grass, the smell of the onions, the smell of the beer cigarettes as well at the time and so it's just yeah it, it it's it's that sort of thing and I, I do remember my first time traveling via tube and coming out of the arsenal tube station and smelling the onions as you come out so it's, it's all that sort of stuff that football evokes and and the emotions and stuff like that but i navigate um, way around the uh the horse manure on the floor <laughs> of, of admiral road and that. yeah yeah and, and, and if like you've been embraced by the Arsenal fans. Um, do, do, do you sell much of what you do? Like, are you selling lots? Uh, I mean, not lots. Like I said, it's just a hobby, really. Yeah. It's not like I, I never started drawing to make money. So, like, every like, retweet, comment, every purchase, whether it's a print for 12 quid, whether it's somebody who's asked me to do a particular original drawing for like 40 quid or whatever it is. I appreciate everything. It's it's lovely. And and one of the things, like there's a guy in America that buys some of my work. And sometimes I think, wow, you know, something that I've done upstairs here or 
or, or maybe it's an older work that I sat on my mum's mum and dad's kitchen table drawing as 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 a 18, 19, 20 year old or whatever. And that's now on someone's wall in America. You know, that's that's unreal when, to think that. And that always blows my mind. I, I don't know why. But Charlie, that's that's stuff to be proud of, son. Yeah, no, that's stuff to be really proud of. And listen, don't let anybody ever, ever say differently. No. You know what kind of people live on this planet and on social yeah. media, mate. Mm. You keep doing what you're doing and be proud of what you're doing. Wonderful. And, I didn't realise you'd gone that far, mate. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. And no, to be honest, to any any anybody who does any sort of uh, art, uh, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, as you said very early on, it's very subjective. Yeah. I mightn't like. Uh, I said to you last night that some of yours. I, they're not not my cup of tea, but some of them I think are yeah. fantastic. Some of Ruth's stuff I really really love. The, yeah. But you, it, it, we mentioned Ruth. Who else like um, artists and contributors do you like? If you look at like in the Arsenal sort of uh, uh, sphere that you know, yeah, I may miss some out, and if I do, I apologise. But you've got scene sketches, you've got Carl Bork, you've got Gunner Balls, you've got a guy called Andy Gilmore as well. He's he's really good. Uh, there are we're quite lucky really as a fan base i guess to have so many different uh artists creatives whatever you want to call us i mean i i love eddie longbridge as well i mean it, it it's i think it's hilarious some of the stuff he draws uh they, they're all tongue-in-cheek poorly drawn arsenal things like that and again they're so different even them them few that i just named there you've got a a, a a wide array of different talents there and they they I mean, look, you could get a, a, a picture of Highbury, say, the East Stand facade, and you could give them to, to 10 different Arsenal artists and you'd you'd get 10 different things. I'll tell you what, I, isn't that a good idea? I might start collecting that very picture there. <laughs> so I know it looks different with Ruth. If Donna, my wife, is listening, I'm sorry, sweetheart, there is room for them all. <laughs> um, but it's that's really interesting. I've never looked at it all that before. Definitely, yeah, that's just yeah, just one picture, but different styles. And all those people you just named, Charlie, all those people you just named. If if any of them uh, are watching now or listen back to this or look at this, I know we've asked some of you to come on this series, and some of you haven't. And for those of you who haven't, um, it's not we're not in any way getting against you. We just got some names and we invited them onto the podcast. If any of you would like to come on and talk to Fergus and myself, message Fergus. I'm sure that he would be very receptive of any offers, but you've got to draw that picture that Charlie just mentioned of the entrance to the Marble Halls, because that's really interesting. That's it. So yeah, we have we have you, you mentioned that we've got a few more coming on. North Banks is coming up. Sienna is coming up. Uh also we What's that? I told you I'd forget someone in that list. I didn't listen. Thanks. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> we got uh, uh, Sene or Sen um, S E N E. So I, I, if I pronounce your name wrong, I, I apologize. Um, we're um, also hopefully going to get because it's not just about um, art; it's about contributors. So we're going to get Jack. Uh, from the Ashburton Army and talking about how they contribute to the atmosphere and so on. Now, you've done this picture with um, this wonderful Irish captain, uh, a, a man that my my eldest brother met in Dublin Airport in 1978 and then subsequently cut off the top of his finger and ended up going in an ambulance and left me and my mum and my other two brother, uh, my other brother, I think it was at that point, in Dublin Airport and going, what the hell's happening? Liam Chippy Brady. Um 
you met him. Uh, he's seen your art. You've done stuff for the Willow Foundation. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so so it was a few years back, Bob Wilson's Willow Foundation. So it was it's a charity he set up in memory of his daughter, who who sadly passed early from from a form of I think it was leukemia. Anyway, so so every year they they or I don't think they do it anymore, but they've done a, an, an initiative called Stars on Canvas, where they just reached out to artists and and they asked them to paint a uh, any pick any anything you wanted it was so i picked um uh, arson wenger and i've done a portrait of him on this canvas that they sent i sent it back to them and 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 bob wilson with his connections you know the original mr arsenal bob wilson um uh, got mr wenger to sign the canvas and they auctioned it off for their charity and i think it raised somewhere in between three Three and a three, 300 quid or 350 quid or whatever it was. No, really, yeah. Charlie. Yeah, that's amazing, yeah. mate. Yeah, and, it, and what they it, do is they, they it, provide, so if you've got sorry, so if you've got a uh, a terminal illness, um, they they use that money to send you on a day out and, and give you some kind of experience, like a, a really nice one, obviously, before you uh, yeah, before you sadly pass away, but yeah, I, I, yeah honored. Ferg, that's amazing, Charlie. That's amazing because even at a charity auction, right, mm -hmm. where people are parting with their money here freely because they want to support the cause, yeah, they won't pay three to four or five hundred quid for a picture. Mm -hmm. They won't do it unless it's worth looking at and it's worth having, mate. So, mm -hmm. once again, Charlie, be proud of yourself, son. I was, be I was proud, well proud of that one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and good. I've been lucky over the years to to have legends sign my work, and that's always I get a real, real buzz out of that. I love it. To think that I've again, I've sat there on my mum's kitchen table or around here, done a picture of, of a legend, and and then they've got it in their hand, and they're taking a photo of it or they've signed it or, you know, I mean Tony Adams has has got one of my pieces in his office. So I mean, yeah, just unreal. Charlie George owns two pieces of of my work, and he, well, he he told me he took them home, whether he did or not, but that's what he said to me anyway. So I'm going to take it and run with it. Absolutely. And I, I, I take it this is the photo here with Wenger's holding that uh, was uh, done at done yeah. the auction. And mm -hmm. looking at some of the other people who um, have your art, you've got one here, as I said, we showed already, Liam Brady, and uh, an, an Invincible, uh, mm -hmm. who was on TalkSport today. Great work, Charlie. Thank you very much. And that's from Gilberto. Um, unfortunately, people in audio, you need to go on YouTube and have a look at this because some of the some of the artwork's good. If you can't go on there, check out Charlie's uh, Instagram and his Instagram is at Charlie Shanks Art. And if you want to buy some of the stuff, um, he has got an SD channel. I'll pop it up now, which is uh, sd.com uh, UK shop. Charlie Shanks Art. SD. SD. Listen, if I pronounce it right, if I pronounce it right, you think it was it was an imposter anyway. So, <laughs> but. <laughs> But as 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 Trev said earlier on, most of your art on your Instagram, DM you on your Instagram, and uh, I'm sure they can sort stuff out. Uh, I suppose Instagram is an easier way to look at it. So it's, it's kind of like a gallery. You go on there, and it's just all there. So if you wanted to view Absolutely. um in 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 great numbers, then yeah, Instagram is a one probably. And so I, all I, that stuff you've got on Instagram, that's for sale, is it, Charlie? If someone messages you, you can do them a print of that, can you? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, lovely, lovely. Absolutely. 
Uh, Andy Fink says you're missing the painting of uh, Ferg and Trev. <laughs> no, well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as he's as long as he's got his wallet in his hand with some money, that that, that you know that, that that's a rare thing. I'll try and get a photo <laughs> one day. <laughs> if if someone does a painting of uh, if someone does a painting of Fergus and myself, can you please title it um, "Pure and Simple"? I'm pure and Fergus is simple. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that's the one, <laughs> that's the one. Um, if, if you were to look outside since we're talking art if you were to look outside art um, are, is there a type of art that you like is the modern art do you like uh, do you like watercolours do you like oil is there a certain period and stuff like that God, geez, this is a football podcast it's very highbrow don't you think <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be on Radio 4 so this is it I mean if you're talking like or just art in general like I said earlier, I love the, I love history. So my favourite period is the Renaissance. And my favourite artist of all time is Leonardo da Vinci. I could look at his paintings forever. And people, again, like I said earlier, art is subjective. My favourite painting in the world is the Mona Lisa. It's a bit cliche. People go to Paris, they look at it, they think, what's that tiny little, uh, you know, painting that's behind a, a bulletproof sheet of glass? Why does everyone go mad about it? Now, I hate packed places. I don't get on packed buses or anything. The only place that I like where there's loads of people is a football ground, yeah? But we went to the Louvre some, te- I don't know, 10 years ago, and that room with the Mona Lisa was absolutely mobbed. But I didn't care because I was going to see the Mona Lisa in person, and it just blew me away. But like I say, I, I'll probably bore everybody with 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 the renaissance and the mona lisa and whatever else because i know, no, I know my, everybody's a, a well, fan it's not boring oh, charlie because because we're here to talk about you mate so it's not boring and if that's if seeing the mona lisa and like in the renaissance period it means it goes over my head if i'm honest but if that's yeah. what you like and that's what drives you to to produce the good work you do mm. then it's not boring it's what you do mate and and that we that's what we want to know mm. So anyway, my, um, what's my, next, Charlie? What's your next my, drawing? Next one. Well, this what is are you going to get up tomorrow morning and do? Well, do you know what one I've been wanting to to try and attempt to do for a long, long time because I loved him as a yeah, yeah. With with maybe with Chev's face on that one, TFC. <laughs> I'm not commenting. I'm going on mute for five minutes. Uh, I'll put that on the facade of the east stand, just above the cannon there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but the the Podolsky one where he's in the crowd at, 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 at the I, I can't I'm not going to swear but you know SHL as the, as as we call it you know when he's celebrating yeah. did he score or was he just celebrating the win I've always loved that photo it's quite because I've got a lot of time for Podolsky I know he didn't I know he didn't play a lot of games for us but but he seems like he's a, he's a gooner when you look through his social media and that you know he's one of the ones how, always supporting us. How some, about trying that one? Well I, well, I did one of Ramsdale's save against Leicester earlier in the season. Well, I've done one. that, yeah. I've done one of that, and that was quite well that, received. That's so such a peculiar shape, isn't it? Like you know, yeah, yeah. He just it doesn't look natural, does it? No, 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 no. The body, so, the body shouldn't bend like that. I don't think. But no, fair play. To thank God it did. <laughs> yeah, thank God. And I was there as well, which made it even better. And yeah. because I was driving, I wasn't going down to get drinks at half time, so I actually got to see it because it was on the forty six mm. minute or something like that. So, mm. what what would you say if if you were to pick um, uh, a, a, um, a painting that you look, talk to, talk us through this one actually? So we've got yeah. um, George Graham, Sarah Herbert Chapman, 
and Arsene Wenger. Um, what inspired you? Well, what what inspiration do you need? But talk us through this painting. Well, I mean, in my well, they well they are the most the three most successful managers that we've had at the football club. So, you know, they say three is the magic number. I mean, I could have painted Tom Whitaker with them. I could have painted Bertie Me with them. But if you're picking three, I guess if you asked 100 Arsenal fans, I, I would assume that 85, 90 would, would turn around and say Chapman, Graham and, and Wenger are the, are the best three. Now, mm-hmm. put Chapman in the middle because all right, he, he didn't form Arsenal Football Club. Arsenal Football Club was there before Herbert Chapman, obviously. But he made us into the great superpower that we are today. And and it's I believe without him, I, I don't know if if we would have become that. So he's in the forefront and then winged by the other two, who in their own right were brilliant managers. And you did last summer watch our history season and we talked yes. about Chapman and uh, we went on about Graham and Wenger and, and they all had their separate ones. And you are right, he set the foundation. Yeah, there was lots of stuff going on before that, but he took us from the level of being a football club to being a super club yeah. um, and, and, and gave oh, us our identity of gave us our ent- identity of the Arsenal and Arsenal, even dropping the to make sure we're top of the table at the start of the season. Silly mm-hmm. thing, but, yeah. you know, it works each time. I think, I think um, it was you, like Dennis Hillwood said if, if, if he wasn't a football manager, he would have been made a great prime minister. That's how like, highly regarded that man was. And, yeah, I, I, yeah. Love, I love Herbert Chapman. I love talking yeah. about Herbert Chapman. He's, he passed away too young. Yes. Definitely. He still had a lot more to give. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, only my view, people will disagree, but Herbert Chapman was the saviour of Arsenal Football Club. Definitely. Yes. At a period when Chapman came in, mm. lots of people were thinking about doing lots of other things with Arsenal Football Club, mm. mergers with other sides in London, yep. you know, um, building different stadiums. So... Herbert Chapman was a, and, and when you learn, we're not going to talk about Chapman for long because you say about Chapman, this is about you, Charlie. No, oh, no, I can talk about Chapman all day. Some <laughs> of the stuff that, like, you know, Herbert Chapman bought in the striped socks, I believe. Yes. Because when players are looking down at a football, he, all the players are wearing the same socks. He wanted Arsenal players to stand out. So when a player's looking down, he knows just by his legs. If, if his mate next to him is an Arsenal player or a defender, you know, and we could go on about it, but yeah. it's, uh, yeah, a, a major part of our history. It's, yeah. And and you think Huddersfield at that time, who were super successful, to come from this, yeah. I don't know, it's like the equivalent of going from Liverpool today to, I don't know, just a middling Premier League side. Yeah, like, like leaving Man City yeah. and go to Fulham. Yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, another another leader, another uh, inspiring man for his age when he was 17, when he made first team football and, and, and became um, uh, uh, an outstanding captain, Tony Adams. Uh, where is this uh, 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 p- painting situated? What game is this one? I th- I'm not sure what, what game that, that is, but I just like the pose. And I like that you see the lip, the kind of, He's mm, he means it. There's something in that bit of grit. Yep. Sort of sums him up. Captain, leader, brave, greatest captain of all time, yep. in my opinion. But again, yep. it's, it's all opinions, isn't it? And a lovely man. I've met him twice. 
and and one of them was in the club shop and uh <laughs> he looked at me and he said because because I'd met him before this and he said to me Charlie are these are these drawings in the club shop yet and I just laughed it obviously now you know and he and then he called over the the I don't know what she was director of of the shop or she, she ran the commercial side of things or whatever and he said hey you should get these drawings in the shop and sell them and she was like yeah 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 and I never heard from her again but I never forget that and I thought wow Tony Adams you, you oh, should yeah, follow it up yeah. though, if you, with an opportunity like that. If you've got a way I to get in touch with him, I never got a reply. But... <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, fair play for that. Fair play to that. Yeah. Um, but, and, but, but he did that, you know. Another outstanding footballer, footballer probably who I'd rate as my favourite footballer for Arsenal Football Club in the in yeah, the time so. that I watched watched it is uh, Dennis Perkham. I put Henri in a very close second, mm. but the hand of frog. It just goes to it goes to Burkham <laughs> because of the hand of frog. Um, I like this one. I like I like the flick the way he flick a boot, but he just flicks off Spurs instead. So you know it's a ch- chicken on a ball. Yeah. Um, more modern more modern footballers that you uh, are painting at the moment. Um, the young one that everyone everyone's question actually if he's going to stay or if he's going to go, but I think it's probably mm. more agent talk. Is uh, young Saka. What an outstanding couple of seasons he's had. Uh, what, what do you make of Saka and, and, and what do you make of his, his talent, his future? Do you see his future long-term with the club? Well, I, I, I should I should never go into scouting because I watched him very, very early on against Carabag at, at the ground in a Europa League game under Emery. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. He kind of runs to the byline and then he, he sort of reminded me a little bit of Iwobi and I wasn't Iwobi's biggest fan. And, and how stupid do I look now? If you'd interviewed me three years ago, Christ, I'd be getting pelters. But no, just fantastic. I was listening to something earlier on, and and they said, you know, 20-year-old Bukayo Sakana, you just have to sort of remind yourself that he's 20. Yes. 20. Yeah. That's just unreal. Yeah. I mean, I've done some of these drawings that you've, you've shown. I've done 10 years ago. He would have been 10. Yes, and now, exactly. And now he's one of the main men for... For the third biggest club in the country. Well, a few, a few months ago, I I had a layup in hospital and I, I watched a few different documentaries that were on Amazon Prime. And the one I watched was uh, the Rooney documentary. Mm. Um, never never a huge um, fan of Rooney himself, but I saw when he signed for Man United his professional professional career. He was eighteen. He looked a kid. Yet again, I remember Rooney at that time was like the biggest, yeah. hugest thing going, and he's two years younger than Saka, and Saka is is up there. So yeah, it, it's just. Mind when blown. we look back and uh, mind blown at, at, at the age these these kids are, mm-hmm. listen before before we finish up, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to know what your favourite um, painting was. And Trevor, I'm going to show you what. Uh, well, I, you tell me what your favourite painting is, and then I'll ask Trevor what he thinks. I suppose well, there's probably loads that. So so when you said when you say there's some that. You, you want to draw somebody and, and you, you try, and, and every artist will relate to this. What you see on social media is the finished product, is something that we're proud of, yeah? But what you don't see is the five or six before that that we've screwed up in anger, thrown out of a window, uh, thrown our paintbrush at a wall, and, and, and just had a, a, a mental breakdown, yeah? So it's always satisfying when there's, there's maybe a face that you can't draw, and then all of a sudden you nail it. Yeah, that's that before, before you name who it is, um, 
your painting style, your method, like a lot of people now use tablets and computerized yeah. stuff. Do you yeah. use, my, my wife uses acrylics, she uses waters, watercolors and stuff like that. And when you were talking about the Mona Lisa and talking about Renaissance art, mm -hmm. I was thinking for her birthday, I endured, no, I went with her to the National Gallery in, 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 in London and it was like, Another one of Jesus, yeah. another one of a crucifixion, another. But they they are absolutely stunning. But it's just yeah. for me because yeah. I don't appreciate it like you would or she did. Mm -hmm. And again, the subjective thing. I just found like, oh Christ, can we move on? But what do you use? Do you use pens, pencils, laptops? What what do you use? Uh, so I, I can't do digital art. I'm absolutely useless. I can't build things as as my missus will tell you. I can't even build an IKEA flat pack. But Anything on you were successful or, yesterday, or, then no, well, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> you know, we're not allowed to swear on this podcast, so I won't, but you can imagine the kind of words that was coming out of my mouth building a new bed. But, um, yeah, I use well, I go through phases, so sometimes you might go through a phase where you're using pencils all the time just because you get the feel for it. I mean, I haven't, I haven't painted anything in acrylic, sometimes use acrylic paints for the backgrounds and stuff, but I haven't actually painted a portrait in acrylics for. I don't know, three or four years, not because of any great reason, just because you go through little cycles of things you enjoy doing. So at the minute, I enjoy doing a lot of stuff in pen. And I always had a thing when I was younger. Uh, you kind of see it in the Vieira picture that you showed earlier. You know, the dark spots. It used to really bug me that I could never get black. Yeah, even with a black pencil, achieving black, like black, black, black was so difficult. So, of course, with these paint pens now, achieving that nice, smooth carbon black where you can't see any lines or anything, I absolutely adore it. And so that's what I've been using now, really, is pens and, and a thing called paint pens, just because they're easier to hold. So it is paint, but they're, they're in pen form. And, yeah, you get a bit more control over what you're doing. It'd be a little bit more intricate, I suppose. So let's name that, that painting then. Ah, Le Prof. Yeah. I, I do like this. It's got the glint in his eye. It's got that little... The um, yeah, the, the, the little the smirk. I didn't see it. Mm, <laughs> and, it. Then, and, then, and then it's the background, because we, we, mm. we all gone Le Prof and stuff like that. Mm. You've got all those um, equations, all that chemistry stuff going on in the background. I, I think it just sums up, makes him the teacher, the, the professor mm. and everything else. Trevor, what's your thoughts on this one? Oh, I love the look on his face. He's just beating Ferguson there, and he, he's just seen the pizza land on Ferguson there. You know, <laughs> but he hasn't. He's, do you know what? He's seen the pizza land on Ferguson, but he said, I never saw anything. That's you know? <laughs> And he's clever yeah. enough. He's got all that, that stuff going on in his brain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My favourite I've seen, yours. Ferguson's going to get the right up with me now. Right. Charlie, because he won't have this lined up, right? But my favourite of yours that I've seen so far is I love the one you did of Alex James. From I've only ever seen pictures of Alex James. We oh, would have sent a part in. Yeah, 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 yeah. From from the thirties, from the I think it was twenties and thirties. Alex James played for mm. the Arsenal. Yeah. I've seen pictures of him. I've got loads of pictures of him in my collection, and. You just nailed him. Absolutely nailed him. I love it. I love the old stuff. It's funny when I was just saying that sometimes there's people, no matter how much you draw them, you just can't catch them. And he was one of those for me before that painting. There's loads of pictures. I, I know it's going to sound terrible, but he always looks quite miserable. If you look at a, a photo of Alec James, 
he's all he's sort of standing there and he's got a sort of a uh, in his face and oh it bugged me for years and years because like you said one of the the greatest players in our history people go yeah baggy shorts people go on like you know they call him the Burkamp of the 30s type thing and 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 when I finally done that one that you were talking about there yeah I was well happy with myself I must admit I must admit that was a nice you should to do, to you should have warned me you were going to do that. Like, at least get Instagram. Let me, you, you talk for a minute. I'll get Instagram and try and get that one up then, uh, Trev. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Charlie. Another one um, is Tom so... Whitaker. I absolutely love Tom Whitaker. Another one who really yeah. isn't spoken about enough. Like, you know. Yeah. What a man. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, when, when, when Chapman passed away, there was some big, I mean, obviously Chapman left an amazing setup, mm. but as we saw with, you know, with managers that followed, it's hard to follow someone like mm. that. And it was continued when, when, when Chapman passed away, that it continued to be the greatest club in the land. So Charlie, you, you, you remind me a lot of me, mate, I'm, apart from you ain't got my good looks, of course, mate, but course. you, you know, you can't have everything. Can't. Um, you don't get too many games recently because you've got young kids. Exactly what happened to me for many years. Are you going to get too many next season, mate? Any plans? I hope, I hope so. I hope so. I love it. You know, some people, some people love going out and drinking beer. Some people love smoking. Some people do drugs. Unfortunately, some people go concerts. Yeah. My drug, I always say, is going football. No better feeling in the world than standing there with fifty-seven thousand other people who most of them you haven't got clue who they are but for 90 minutes yeah. they're your best friend you're gonna cuddle them if we score you know oh, what i mean and uh i never forget the game do you remember the game yeah. when when bentner came on against tottenham straight from the, the oh the, yes substitute and bang in the <laughs> yeah. end yeah i was yeah. down i was in front of the goal and some blokes put all his coffee down me celebrating and normally you'd be like mate what are you doing you know i just looked i went who cares ah! you know cuddle <laughs> Because we yeah. scored against them. And, yeah, you know. The other one was, I don't know if you remember, when we first moved to the Emirates, uh, uh, Man United at home, and they, they won the league that year, and, and uh, Henri scored the header in the last minute, 94th minute. I can still see him now, rose like a salmon, and bang one in against Van der Sar. And I was so looking forward to going to school that week, but I couldn't because my voice had just completely gone. I celebrated it so much, and the singing afterwards and everything, I could not speak. And my mum wouldn't let me go to school, but I wanted to go in to wind the Man United sports up. Because at that time, they all had their chests out. You know, they was winning the league and this, yeah. that, and the other. Yeah. Damn it, oh. yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm struggling so, to find this one. Um, grow, carry on, carry on. Growing up red, in Hackney, red, then. Red background. Hang on, yes, Red background. With, red background. Growing up in Hackney, um, yes. Charlie, mm. like, I know you went to school in Islam, but growing up in Hackney, was it mainly... Arsenal fans, West Ham fans, Tottenham fans, mixture of... Yeah, I mean, when you go places, like sometimes people go, oh, you was born in Hackney, that's East London, you should support West Ham. And I used to look at them and be like, what are you talking about? West Ham, Upton Park, was was an absolute mission to get to. You know, jump on a district yeah. line. And get off in there. I used yeah. to get the 236 up. It, it was like the closest big football ground to... to I mean, you, you could argue Leighton Orient, and, and I do go to Leighton Orient occasionally. I, I, I've got a little soft spot for the O's. But... But yeah, two, three, six up to Ivory, bang, you're there, job done. Yeah, and and I suppose growing exactly. up, there was a there was a mix of Man United, 
not so many Tottenham, but for some reason they've all come out of the woodwork the last couple of years. I don't know how that quite happened, but no, I wonder you know. why. Yeah, yeah, I wonder yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, but there wasn't that many when I was uh, when I was growing up. No, no way. You know, you really, really, really saw a Spurs shirt. But like yeah. I say, yeah, yeah, no, it was easy going up there. Loved it. I remember going to a Highbury Stadium tour when I was about seven or eight, and and that's how sort of nuts I was about football. I still am, but. I, I, I couldn't go around the whole thing because I because I was so overcome with excitement. I, I felt sick, and I was actually sick outside of the the east stand along the curb line there because I was just so excited. So they had to rebook me in for another one. <laughs> Luckily, they did. But yeah, loved it. Bloody hell! Brilliant. I'll tell you what. Uh, I I oh, can't good. find the one that I can't find the one you're talking oh, about. I've just seen that one. Uh, Gene Wilder, uh, yeah, Lee Wonka, Gene Wilder. childhood for and, me. That, that... See, that's it. So that's a painting. That's an acrylic painting. So completely different to the kind of stuff I do now, you know. Yeah, no, I, I do like yeah. that. I do like that. Sorry, go on, go on, um, Trev. If you go on Charlie's Instagram, you know yeah. the, the the photos are three wide. Yeah, thirteen rows down the middle photo. There's a big clue. It says James right across the top of it. Oh, Christ. Okay, let me go back up to the top. I'm about fifteen rows up. Uh... Thirteen rows down and. Uh... Right, you carry on talking. I'll find it. Yeah. Two, well, the other, three, the other thing I was going to say just now was um, you mentioned roof earlier. Yeah. And some of the ones I'm proudest of, I suppose, is the outside of the ground. Because obviously my main thing is portraits and stuff like that. To sit there, and, and I've, obviously I've seen roofs work, to sit there and draw that many bricks and that many straight lines of windows and whatever else, I do not, I yeah. do not know how she does it. I mean, I've done, I've done a painting once. It took me 10 hours. I could not sit through and do all those bricks, though. So props no. to I, I said exactly the same to her, mate. Exactly yeah. the same to her. How do you do it? No. She must have the patience of a saint. Yeah. I found it. There he is. I found, I found it. it. That is Alex James. <laughs> yes. That is Alex James. That is perfect. So what era is that from, then, guys? 1930s. 30s. He might have joined in the 20s, but definitely like his main... Well, he was the captain of the 19... 19- our second FA Cup win, he was captain, Alex James. Okay. There you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, funnily enough, um, Ruth uh, put her, her childhood home uh, in Balfour Road, I think it is. Um, I went to my brother's at, on Saturday and actually drove past and I was looking out for the house the other day. So I thought I thought that was uh, I thought that was really good. Um, listen, uh, before we uh, close, I, we, we could just chat for hours. It's just, just like a, a casual chit-chat. Um <laughs> Thoughts on last season. Uh, thoughts on this man uh, in particular, um, Mikel Arteta, Super Mick, or mm-hmm. you know the, the trainee, the rookie, whatever people people have different opinions. But um, yeah. what's your thoughts on Mikel Arteta first? What's your thoughts on last season, and then your expectation for next season? You can split mm-hmm. into three years. Talk generally. Well, I'll go straight away. I like Arteta. I've got a lot of time for Arteta. Um, like I said to you yesterday, I, I, I always feel like it's on a knife edge with Arteta in terms of the fan base as a whole. So we could win 10, 15 games in a row, lose the next three. And if you look at Twitter, all of a sudden Arteta is like the worst manager that ever lived type thing. Yeah. And I always said when he came, we've got to accept that he's a rookie. Whether we agree with the appointment or not, he is a rookie and he needs time. He's learning. Yeah. And and it's funny, we we're talking about the 71 side earlier. And and before Bertie Mee came along, 
we had a manager called Billy Wright. Yeah, great player for Wolverhampton Wanderers and England. Yeah. Now, a lot of people don't credit Billy Wright enough with bringing that 71 squad together. He moulded a lot of it. He brought through a load of those youngsters, signed quite a few of the players. And I've often wondered with Arteta, will he be a Bertie Me or will he be the Billy Wright? Will he be the guy that... that? Because I've always said, I think whenever Arteta leaves, whether it be a year's time, three years' time, he would have left us in a much better position squad-wise, club-wise, than what he found us in. Yep. But I'm not a million percent sure on whether, like I say, he's going to be the Bertie Me who's going to win us the league or is he going to be the guy that, that sets the foundation in for the next great side that is then taken on by a different manager to then go that next step and win something massive? So that's great analogy. I, great analogy. I, 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 I believe mm. the same as you, that I think he will do fundamentally good for our club. Mm. I don't know if he's going to win us. OK, he has won us a trophy, but I don't yeah. know if he's going to bring us to that level that we ultimately want to get to Champions mm-hmm. League and Premier mm-hmm. League titles. Mm-hmm. But I do think um, yeah. we're going in the right, right direction. What was, your thought, what was your thoughts on last uh, last season then? Uh, it, was, it was a strange season. I mean, look, we've got the youngest squad in the league, haven't we? Yeah, so it was always going to be an up and down in terms of results. There's a few results in there that I look at and I could screen. The Everton away, that always bugs me. How yeah, the fine. hell we lost to them? Just... That even Burnley at home, we drew nil-nil. So there's games in there that, that you know, you could tear your hair out as a fan. But overall, I suppose, my, my takeaway from it is that for, for a big chunk of the season, we, we, we punched above our weight a little bit and we overachieved. And then we fell at the last hurdle. So you could look at it one or two ways. You could be really, really proud or you could be really, really sad that we didn't quite do it at the end. I like to look at it and say, yeah, no, I'm proud of the guys. And the different, the other thing is, is I don't know about you guys, but say like the last 10 years, we've had squads and teams where I've always supported them. They're my side. But some of the players that I've never really talked to, yeah, mm. love this squad. Mm. I love them. Even when we lose, I find it hard to really be that wound up by individuals because I like them. He's built a likeable side. You know, you've got your Ben Whites and your and your Sackers and 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 your whoever, even even Lacazette. I mean, he just left, but I like Lacazette as as a as a bloke. They all seem like they want to be there. They want to play. They want to give their all for Arsenal Football Club, and that's really what we can ask for, isn't it? We 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 know they're the multi-millionaire footballers, and they'll yeah. chase the pound and everything else. But it, it almost feels like they're one of us. One of us out mm. there kicking the ball around, yeah. and, and yeah. I, yeah. I I do I do I do get that sort of feeling. Yeah. Expectations for. Well, said about you know that like the players nowadays are far removed. I feel like this squad, uh, uh, they'll never be like the '71 side or whatever. But they are sort of that bond as close as you can get. Yeah, 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 yeah. But expectations for next season, I suppose it's difficult at this stage, isn't it? Because we need reinforcements. It all depends on kind of who we get in. And and the other thing now is there's so many clubs that have so much money that. You compete so so like I, I, I the I, so, right, when did we last win the league? Two thousand and four. You could you could turn around and go then that there were really only three teams that were going to win the league that season that had a chance. Us, Manchester United, obviously, and Chelsea had just been given that Roman Abramovich money. Now yeah. there's so many teams competing for those top six, seven, eight places. It, it's tough. Mm. It is tough. 
and they're getting more teams every season. That's know? it. I mean, look at Newcastle now. Newcastle yeah. have got a load of money yeah. to go and splash. Give them three um, years, they'll be they'll be challenging for the title as well. So well, this is it. But but then they haven't. None of them have got what we've got. We're 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 the third biggest club in England. Yeah, we're the we're the most well supported club in the world, in my opinion. Look at the away support this season. We are the Arsenal. So I don't care how much money anyone else has got. We can do it. We can do it. See, we will. Do Berg, it. Char- Char- Charlie makes some great points there. I really does make some great points in that. You nailed the summing up of last season, Charlie, in that we seem to either overachieve or drastically underachieve. Hmm. There didn't seem to be a consistent middle in that, that spread out. And, and, and I put that down to us having a team of young players. They're going to be highs, they're going to be lows. They might even be intimidated. They're professional players at the Arsenal, but they're only kids. Yeah. So they could even be intimidated at times. And that's going to affect their performance, you know? Yeah. Um, as, as for the, the fans thing, um, um, the fans on last season we went up another level, went up another level. And the last couple of games when when they started playing um, North London forever, took it to a level I'd not seen at Arsenal for many a year, many a year. And you're exactly right when you say about the players, mate, because until a couple of seasons ago, I'm not going to name them, but we had players at the club, they'd come on the field and in the fans' view, they wouldn't give 100%, they'd earn their money, They'd never, ever come across to the fans, the away fans in particular, and clap or appreciate the support yeah. straight off after the game. And the fans ain't going to support that. No. Us fans are not stupid. No. We're not no. stupid, you know. We know when a player is trying and when he's not. It's not about the result. It's about trying, right? And last season, you got the impression that the players, win, lose or draw, wanted to be on the field playing football for the Arsenal. Yeah. And after the game away games in particular, they came across and they thank all the players and thank all the fans and 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 you a bond builds. Naturally a bond builds. Without you getting close to people, it builds. And and that's what happened at the end of the season. Now I hope it continues. You've nailed it, Charlie. You're exactly right, mate. Yeah. And as Ruth said, we are the Arsenal and we we will get back there where we Absolutely. were one day. One hundred percent. Always a capital T in the always. Always. Um Melvin but in the chat uh, earlier on about uh, here we go where's the one about but four or five past oh there we go uh, there's one that Ch- uh, Charlie's an iconic picture of Alex James and four or five Man City players on the deck there have a go, go uh, at that Charlie and he'll yeah. definitely buy it so there you go so I'll have right. to look at Right. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I hope you've enjoyed it. You've broke broke your podcast duck as well yes. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope we made it gentle for you. Didn't no, have too much. Mate. Well, look, thank you both for the opportunity to have me come on and share my little bit of what I do and why I do it and whatever else. It's been an honour and a pleasure. And um, and again, thank you and thank you to everybody out there. Like I say, that likes, retweets, comments, buys, commissions, whatever. Thank you very much. It's much appreciated. You're very, very laid back. I tell you that. I, I do like that. <laughs> Good. Good Trev. Good man, Charlie. Um, we'll, 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 um, we'll, leave, we'll leave it there. Should we uh, remove Charlie? Did you want to have a quick two-minute word or are you done? I'm done, mate. I'm done. I'm just... Um, no, 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 just make sure people that Charlie Shanks are on Instagram. For me... That's where you need to go to see the best of Charlie, yeah? 
and then message him if you're interested in any of his work. It's loads and loads of it on there. Not just football stuff. There's all sorts on there. I got the shock of my life when I saw it, Charlie. You do all sorts, mate. So have a look. Charlie Shankstar on Instagram and uh, support the lad. He's a top man, Charlie. Thank you for coming on, mate. Thank you. A good friend of the show on the good friend of the show on the chat, uh, Jar. I had a great time at um, at uh, Tommy Flynn's. Didn't know half the songs, but this guy was buying. No beer, so you know I had something to do while he was up singing uh, "North London Forever" and uh, everything else uh, from the audience. Uh, good to see you again, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks very much. Uh, if you like what we do, uh, you know what to do: click the like button if you're on YouTube. Uh, follow us. Uh, we do this like what Charlie does. We do it as a hobby. We do it for fun. We're not after fame, fortune, or anything else. But uh, we just enjoy chatting among Arsenal fans about Arsenal things. Uh, next week, we if everything plans well, we're looking to bring on North Banksy uh, and then we've got Sen and then we'll look at bringing on Ashburton Army. It's a short it's a short um, uh, uh, window uh, with pre-season and stuff starting but we're, we're going to try and get a few more if we can uh, on uh, later in the season. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I did enjoy myself. Oh God, I got so drunk. Um, <laughs> um, guys, uh, thanks very much. It's an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Uh, up the arse. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Through the storm